This is the Breadfruit Juice Podcast with Mosi and Ace. Join us to get your weekly recommended dose of talk, jokes, weird news, and other special surprises coming at you with that Caribbean vibe. I'm proud to be an ambassador and have a chance to share my West Indian culture with you. So sit down, relax, put your feet up, take it light, and enjoy the show because we're going to get nostalgic, talk about my experiences growing up Caribbean, and make ruction in the place. Enjoy the show because it's going to be real vibes. This is a breadfruit juice podcast. I am Mosi. And I am Ace. And it is great to be back. So um we have a we have a pretty interesting topic this week. And I don't where did I even get the idea for this from? I can't remember. I think this is one of those things that just burst into your head. And mm-hmm. when you asked me about it, I it's just these things seem out of the blue. The the text message is just like, what was the first movie, the R-rated movie you saw? <laughs> Yeah, I think I, you know. No, actually, here's here's why. Um, here's where I came up with the idea. So, I know that um, that um, the Predator comes out on September 14th, and and this is not this isn't a plug for that movie. I just that was that was actually the first R-rated movie that I saw. So oh. I thought, hey, why not why not talk about um the first R-rated movies that we saw, sort of in in honor of that. And that movie comes out on September 14th. So um so wait we're not getting money from uh Paramount or Warner Brothers whoever's l- releasing that you know film. We we're not and and honestly I'm kind of um I'm kind of upset that I'm even talking about this movie right now because I'm not getting paid for it but you know what it is what it is. I thought it would be a fun little tie in to um to the topic this week. So uh first a uh, first R-rated movies. Now this is going to sound weird but my first my first R-rated movie was actually when I was really young, I was probably four or five. Four? What I, what I, yeah, and here's what. Here's what. My dad was actually the one who was watching the movie. And, and weirdly enough, like I said, it was it was the first Predator movie, 1986, 1987. I don't remember what year it was released in. But, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle, big burly Muslim in the jungle, you know, shooting at invisible alien beasts. And that movie was terrifying. <laughs> my four-year-old mind, but my dad was watching it, and I remember, and I think my brother was with me too. And it, the the worst part of that is my brother was younger than I was by oh, like eighteen months. So you can imagine us with all the swearing and all the violence and all the blood. So you know, we're gonna talk. We're gonna kind of split the discussion up into a couple little. You know, um, we're gonna we're gonna guide that discussion. So what what they, what they were. You know, why did we love watching these movies so much to the point where sometimes we, you know, sneak and go hide and watch these movies? A um, couple stories maybe of, 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 of scenarios and situations where we actually did go watch these movies, maybe at a friend's house when we weren't supposed to be. And then did these movies really mess us up as badly as our parents and as, as adults uh, thought they would? Because uh, we had a lot of situations where parents were like, you know, you shouldn't be looking at these movies. They're awful, you know. You shouldn't be looking at them. You're too young. But did they really have that much of an effect on us uh, as people thought they would, or not? So we're gonna 
we're going to discuss all those things in um in the next segment of course and as always this is the pot all right bud so first r-rated movies or first r-rated movie well i think you said something about tales from the crypt demon knight yes okay so i'm gonna caveat that because when you were discussing like the first r-rated movie that i saw was probably one on tv and the first one i can remember knowing that i wasn't supposed to watch was actually maximum overdrive which is trucks yes the stephen king film um where all the electronic mechanical devices uh, gain sentience because of some sort of weird meteorite above the earth or something like that i think that's what it was you know i never knew, i never knew the plot for that movie i just knew that that all the electronics came alive and were, and they were trying to kill everybody yeah it's kind of it's it's a, it's a real loose premise like it would be more reasonable nowadays with especially with all the electronics and cars and things like that but back in the day those trucks and and pickup trucks and everything they didn't have any computer components inside the engine <laughs> so i don't know like a blow dryer i think i remember in the beginning where they're like you know panning over the town during the credits there's like a person who's like it's kind of like the cord of a blow dryer wrapped around their neck or something like that i'm like what how how oh, did so that even work the carnage had the carnage already started <laughs> oh yes oh wow this wasn't something that happened like during the course of the movie, like this meteorite had already started affecting the electronics. Yeah, I think that it was kind of like ongoing. I don't know. It's been a long time, and I don't know that I've watched it since then. But so the, I, I, I don't like to claim that as my first because I only saw bits and pieces of it, and I wasn't supposed to. But my real first R-rated film, because I just didn't really have access, um, was when I was in middle school. Uh, my friend had a birthday party, and his mother took all the kids, went there out to a movie, and the movie that she took us to was Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, oh, yeah. which is, in, like, I think back on that, I'm like, what a terrible parent. Why would she do this? Mom of the year. <laughs> you know what? I shouldn't even I shouldn't even laugh because, I mean, dad of the year. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, just, I mean totally inappropriate um there's you know sexuality and super violence and it's really dark and uh but i mean we loved it obviously because we (laughs) figured that we weren't supposed to be there um but you know it was back in the day where you know if you're under 18 as long as there's an adult with you and that's was the situation um 17 must be accompanied by a parent or guardian yeah i i really like tales from the crypt as a series though the tv show was on hbo i believe um Ever watched it? No. There no are... I, you know what my joint was my show. And tell me, and I think you may or may not remember this, but my show was the Hitchhiker. The Hitchhiker. So it was kind of it was and 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 the Hitchhiker, I believe, started on HBO as well. But it was it was um, a hitchhiker who would tell these stories, like they're kind of like scary stories, and um, they they usually ended really badly. Like for for anyone involved, they usually ended really really badly. Okay. And I remember that the first couple seasons were pretty R-rated because I think The Hitchhiker was um, an anthology series again, like on HBO. Mm-hmm. But then it got picked up by one of those networks, and it got picked up by USA. So when it got picked up by USA, 
they had to temper, you know, temper the violence and temper the sex and, you know, kind of water it down a little bit sure. because it was, you know, network TV and more people, including kids, obviously had access to it. But that was one of those great shows. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that some, you know, someone listening to this has probably seen that show because it used to show on, on GBN a lot. And it, it would always show really late at night, like after 11 or 12. Yeah, well, I got to make a plug for you to check out Hitchhiker, uh, Hitchhiker, Tales from the Crypt, because especially the first season. I mean, there's there's some episodes that are like blah, but like the first season has some really, really, really good ones. Like um, one specifically that always sticks in my mind is this. Well, one that's a classic tale. It's like this guy goes out to this. I'm going to spoil it because I actually read a study once that said if you spoil a movie or something for someone, it only increases their uh, their interest in it and they'll enjoy it more because they'll watch the beats happen. Um, I'll get into all the details, but this guy goes up to a, a cabin with his wife and his friend and he has this terrible suspicion that she's like cheating on him, sneaking around all these secretive things, and he ends up murdering his friend and his wife and it's like he drags their bodies into the um, <laughs> into the cabin. The lights go on. It was a surprise party that they organized for him. <laughs> it's such like, it's so, because you're like, I don't know, are they cheating? What's going on? And then it's just, and like the people are, you know, happy birthday, and then they're horrified, like, to see what's going on. It's crazy. Um <laughs> But the the best one is this guy, and I think he was actually a like a talk show host from the the eighties, mid eighties or early nineties. Um, he's like just obnoxious, big mouth guy, and in the show he's like a, a talk show guy or like a reporter that that reports for these tawdry or like bogus things, and it's a, it's about this. Um, old folks home that's supposedly haunted and he's like we're gonna go in on Halloween and it's gonna be you know big big scares um, so he goes in there with like a, a couple of cameramen and it actually is haunted and there are <laughs> ghosts in there that start murdering his cameraman and himself so but that one is just always stuck with me so but you good show plugging for Tales from the Crypt I think the thing that I love the most about Tales from the Crypt was the fact that that um, the host, the little rotting keeper, yes, that guy. I just think he was so his his laugh was so menacing, but it was so beautiful <laughs> and wicked. I think that was probably the, what I enjoyed the most about that show. Just he, how how much he enjoyed, you know, the evil and, and and the terrible things that were happening to these people. Yes, and this is something that's crazy. Like I, all my jokes have been dad jokes forever. But his, all of his jokes are puns. They're like these terrible puns. And I love that. And I used to have nightmares about him. He was like so terrible. I knew he was a puppet, but he was so terrifying to me until I had this one dream where for some reason we were like uh, friends and we were like working together on something. And after that, I never had any nightmares about him. Wow. That's just so, that's that's perfect, I guess, classic example of your subconscious kind of taking over and then, you know, softening things up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, brain. Yeah, man. So going back to, um, going back to, to my first movie, I think I remember when, um, I, I never really had access to those, to those shows because one, they were on super late at night and I was very young. So I wasn't allowed number one to stay up late at night. And if I did, it was because my parents happened to have fallen asleep and I still was up or maybe I, I got up and I snuck to watch TV. But I remember being really, really young and 
when we were me and my brother were playing and my dad was watching this movie we weren't it's kind of like you you know we weren't really paying attention to it right it's kind of you know playing you know with our cars on the floor whatever it is and in the background you know my dad was really into you know we could hear all the guns and all the explosions and all the cursing and you know when you're four years old like surprisingly you, you know what you know what adult language is you know what cursing is but i'm like how how do we know how do we know what that was which is something that i've asked myself many times you know we're hearing all this stuff going on and we know like we know we're not supposed to be hearing it but we're kind of like for me anyway i'm pretending i'm not hearing it and i'm just playing and um there were actually several movies that that i can remember playing in the background while i was there mm-hmm. and they were inappropriate for kids and and again you know what i think it is i think that the the thing that attracts us as children is because think about on the kids shows that you watch like they have a very similar tone um the way that people speak to each other is in a certain way the sounds even like lasers like all the guns are like laser blasters like pew, pew. so when you hear that crack of weapons <laughs> and like people <laughs> shouting at each other I think that's yes. the the, the, the difference that pulls kids. Appealing. I'm gonna listen. I'll tell you when my um the first full like actual movie that I can that I remember watching from beginning to end and being fully aware of what was going on was Total Recall. Oh which, man! Weirdly enough, another Arnold Schwarzenegger. Holy movie. cow! I can't tell you how much I love Total Recall. Please continue. That movie is so good. Paul Verhoeven, right? Yes, Paul Verhoeven. I. The, I I would, oh man, there's a million things. We could do an entire episode just on Total Recall if you like, but I'll just, I'll let you discuss it. I, I really enjoy that film. I remember, I remember, um, and I remember just it coming on and, and, and I, and I knew, I knew it was like an R-rated movie. I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching it. So, and I think I was about seven at the time. So I remember telling my dad again, pop, I'm going to bed. And now I'm not supposed to be looking at this. So him, of course, being like the, 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 well, I won't say the cool parent because my mom's pretty cool. But, you know, being cool dad, he's like, no, watch this with me. You can watch this. So I'm like, oh, you know. So <laughs> so we're like, we're getting into it. And I, this is like unexplored territory for me because I've never seen one of these movies before, you know. So, And the movie was presented fully uncut, uncensored. Wow. All the cursing, all the bad words. And that movie the at the time was... Um like beset on all sides because of the violence and like the gore and stuff in that movie, the body count in total recall is higher than what was, what was his other movie that he did uh, commando, which was in itself when it came out was like the big, why, you know, this is unnecessary and uncalled for. So they went (laughs) even further over the top. What's that? You remember that line? Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, Arnold Schwarzenegger has the best after kill lines of any actor of all better time. Than James Bond? Better. Better than James Bond. Because he always delivers it like all wry and cool. But Arnold is just like, he knows that it's such a goofy line. Especially like when he was uh, the Mr. Freeze in the oh, that movie- movies. Terrible. Well, no. Okay, so that's one of those movies that's so so awful. It's good. But yes, uh, uh, Total Recall. Tons of yeah. blood. Um, 
and don't for forget a kid, that I can't even with, imagine. Don't forget that scene with the lady with uh, with the TV. <laughs> yes, classic. <laughs> Baby, you make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, I didn't know what to do with my seven-year-old self. That must have been awkward to be with your dad at that for that part. I feel like it would have been, but I you know I can't I can't recapture the feeling. I can't recall the feeling of of watching nudity and sexual situations with, you know, with my parent. Like if I, even to this day as a grown man, I would be, it would be supremely awkward for me to look at say, I don't know, any movie or, or a TV show. And it's, you know what? It's, it's always sex, sex and sexual situations and sexual content is always weird. Yeah. When, when it's not just you. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you the best one when I was in, probably was in high school. Um, I my parents rented Jerry Maguire. Do you remember how that movie begins? Uh, no, I have only seen that movie once, and it was a very long... All I remember is um, the scene where he quits. Well, you should... Everyone listening should definitely go back and watch it, because I don't even want to spoil it. Like, just... It's very uncomfortable. Imagine a um, a teenager and his parents watching this scene together um it's in that same realm of just like general so sexuality or whatever you watch this with your parents yes it was incredibly uncomfortable okay i, I feel embarrassed for you, you when you watch this on youtube or wherever you happen to find it you will cringe until you've collapsed on yourself like a dying star i imagine top 10 movies you shouldn't watch with your parents oh yeah the rest of the movie was fine, but it's just this opening, and it's so un like it's so unlike the rest of the film. It's it's like part of Boogie Nights just got inserted into this film somehow. No, is it that bad? It's it's pretty brutal. All right. Well, now now I I want to see it even more. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go watch it right after this. <laughs> so what is it? What is it? Um, we're gonna go back to what is what is the appeal of these movies? Like why why do you think? Well, why do you think anyone who's not supposed to watch watch these types of movies want to watch these types of movies? Or if they sneak in or they have someone buy them a ticket or go with them to the movie? Like, why? Why do you think? I think part of it is the idea of the unknown. A lot of kids, maybe less nowadays because media is so much easier to get a hold of. But I think a lot of kids, it's just like, I'm not supposed to look at this and I have no idea what it is. So I want to see it. Hmm. Okay. What do you say? Uh, that makes sense. I mean, for me, I mean, I can only speak for myself, obviously. A lot of these movies were just cool, you know? Where else? Um, do you remember The Wraith? The Wraith. No, I do not. So it's a Char- It's an old Charlie Sheen movie when he was super young, and he plays this guy who gets killed by a bunch of... And this, I mean, this plot would... I don't even know if it would fly today, but he he plays this kid who gets murdered by a bunch of um uh, kids right there in high school and they drive fast cars and they drag race sure and he's killed um by because he's seeing this girl who one of the I think the leader of the gang likes this girl so he's super jealous of the Charlie Sheen character so he kills him but then he comes back as this leather clad like racer type character and he drives this car it's like this super futuristic very sleek aerodynamic all the windows are blacked out you know the rims are like chrome or silver whatever it is and it looks like a spaceship with wheels 
So what he does is he's getting revenge on these guys by racing them, drag racing them one by one and causing them to crash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It sounds so ridiculous, but it's so freaking cool. Because if you, and I actually looked up, I, I did some research into what kind of car they use. And apparently this was a concept car that they used or the rate, I think they used a shell over this concept car, over a chassis or whatever it is. And how he looked was really, really cool. He had like a full black, he looked like, he looked like the Daft Punk guys just gone bad. Oh yeah, I'm looking at some pictures right now. Yeah, so, and and then it was like super cool and, and super violent. He walked around with a shotgun just blowing people away. And like that stuff was cool because we weren't used to looking at stuff like that. We weren't used to seeing movies like that. So for me, it was just like, okay, how cool is this? You know, the violence and, you know, you really felt like you could take on the world when you watch these movies. Like you, you know, you, that you sort of started feeling that way. A lot of, a lot of those R-rated movies too are like martial arts movies. Yeah. So was Big Trouble in Little China rated R or no? I feel like that was a PG movie. I... No, it was Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, wait, are you thinking of a different movie? Because Big Trouble was PG-13. Yeah, Big Trouble was Kurt Russell, and, you know, he's a truck driver, and um, with the three, with um, David Lopan. No, this was <laughs> Showdown in Little Tokyo was Dolph Lundgren. Yep, that I was an R. Brandon Lee. I think Brandon Lee was the Yes, guy. he was. Yeah, it was, like a, it was almost like a buddy cop movie where they were like, it was like eat. East meets West type deal. I don't know there's this East. Wait, far he's, east. he's exactly. East too. Dolph Lundgren is also East because he's you Russian. Know what? I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, isn't he Swedish? I thought he was. Oh, he plays Russian, but I guess. Nah, I think he's Swedish. Nah, he definitely is Swedish. So, um, but there's a scene where he, some gang members, some trad members, try to run him down or something, and he like he jumps straight up, and the car passes right under him. Like he does a tuck jump, Whoa. like ten feet in the air, because you know he's tall as hell. Yeah, he is. And the car passes like right under him, and I'm like, where, where else would you see something as cool as that? Yeah, I, I think, but it was the things. If you think about, for me, I think that the things that made makes kids want to watch these things are the things that they cannot get or do not get in the media that they are normally allowed to watch, and that would be nudity. Nudity, sexuality, <laughs> violence, and language. Those are the big three things. Um, because, you know, like kids like love to say swear words. And like, <laughs> I'm sure when you were a kid, there was like little fight clubs. Not They didn't call them fight clubs, but like you saw fights when you were a kid. Those things that they're not supposed to do or that, you know, trying to find the Spice Channel with the pixelated, you know, unable to get the, the picture in. Like that's what kids look for. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, those are those are the things. That's what I think pulls kids in. I mean, they are cool to them because they see neat things. But you could argue that kids three. I guess we call it now neat things. <laughs> yes, I mean like uh, those three three ninjas. Remember that film? Yep. Yeah, kids were like, wow, I wish I was that ninja. I'd like to be one of those ninjas. So those things were cool. But then if like three ninjas also, you know, had machine guns and blew up the bad guys, 
or if Ninja Turtles, if 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 Leonardo like sliced a foot soldier in half with a katana, like that would be infinitely cooler. Or slice someone's whole arm off like in Samurai Cop. Yes, especially especially to a, a young person, I'd say. Yeah. So, which which is a perfect segue into the next question? Do you think do you think these movies really messed us up? Like, because I mean, obviously, parents didn't want us looking at these movies because they felt they were going to affect us in a certain way. Psychologically, I'm assuming they were going to make us violent. I remember when the whole debate was violent video games make make people violent. They make children violent if they play these games. So I think the argument was the same. Will looking at a violent movie turn you violent or, you know, looking at inappropriate situations turn you into a, rave, a raving pervert? I don't know. Right. No, I, I, I've definitely heard that before, especially with video games. It was a big thing. Um, and I'm sure, although I don't know how to work with, with football, that, that terrible shooting that happened recently. Um, oh, the Madden. Um, yeah. The tournament. Right. It's, I, there, cause I think it was back with Columbine. I think those two kids who we should not say their name because forget those kids. Um, I think they played Doom, and that was a big thing. People were like, "Oh, this ultra-violent video game where you're running around, you know, sh- you know, shotgunning demons or whatever through these hallways." Um, I think they tried to make that connection. I feel like um, the Clintons, uh, who were in office at that time, it was a uh, that that um, that that, uh, that senator I forgot his name. I'm sorry. What now? There was a senator who was really trying to um, who went in front of Congress, and I mean, not not getting too deep into it because we don't want to get sure, deep into sure. It. Yeah, it's hard to say. I I I'm not. I I think that definitely you can't be influenced by your environment. You know, with uh, our children, I don't let my kids watch that sort of thing. Um, they generally watch just kids shows, um, and any video games that I have that are violent um, with with blood or anything like that, I don't play those when they're around. They're more innocuous things. But I don't believe that it's because I think it will affect them. It's more like, you know, just maintaining... Kids have an innocence. And there are certain things that once you see them, you can't unsee them. And it's just better, I feel like, to, to have that lack of... You know, it's... Some people, I feel like, need to be aware of terrible things in the world. Um, for example, like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, bring these up that make this like a heavy thing, but like uh, videos about like beheadings, you know, that sort of thing. Like certain people need to be aware of those to, to, to know what, you know, what the, what the world is, what reality is. They're seeing videos of people being shot, like police officers having to watch videos about, for that for their training so some people need to be aware of that kind of stuff but other people it can just fill your head with things that are not necessarily nice to think about um and you can't just be like wow that's really neat special effects i know that's not real um, but for kids i think that's harder and maybe that's why we try to keep that from them because now as an adult when i see something like that i'm just like oh i wonder if that's cgi or if it's a practical effect i know it's not real but for children, they can't really make that distinction. Yeah, that's that's true, and I think that um, I think that these things do affect certain minds, uh, even if it's just on a subconscious level. And obviously, I'm no 
psychologist and I don't have any degrees, I don't have any experience, but I feel like just through my own experience, yeah, these things do affect people on a certain level. And the thing is, you never know what's going to affect you. So I, I know of people who, like, I love scary movies and I can look at scary movies and not get nightmares. But I know of people who, <laughs> who will get nightmares watching, uh, you know, a scary movie. So again, it's, it's a wild card. You never know what's going to affect people, how it's going to affect them. So uh, I think it's, I think it's good to, like you said, keep the, you know, those people and those, you know, those entities who shouldn't be exposed to those kinds of things before their time. Yeah. And Definitely kids keep them away from it. No, you're right. And and the thing is like, I, I mean, I would get bad nightmares when I was a kid and even now as an adult, like if I watch something like a horror movie or something before I go to sleep, I'm probably going to have a nightmare about it. But as an adult, you wake up and you're like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, just a nightmare. <laughs> but a kid wakes up and what are they going to do with that? How are they going to process that? You know? Yeah, because they, they don't have that breadth of experience to really, especially if they're really young, they don't have the breadth of experience to know that, okay, this is just, you know, a movie. Right. Those were effects or whatever it is. And um, just, I, I remember um, we used to, you know, sometimes we used to sneak to go watch these movies at a friend's house. I remember um, the first time I saw uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, we, <laughs> we actually snuck away from, from, uh, so it was a, a vacation Bible school. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> Listen, man, in the halo above my head, snuck away from vacation Bible school at church. We, we put some Benadryl in this old lady's drink. She fell asleep and we were able to escape. Oh, no. The lady wasn't, the lady wasn't there. She wasn't, um, and I'm not going to call a guy's name, but, we went to his house and we were looking at this movie and, and, and of course I was kind of a goody two shoes. So I'm like, you know, we shouldn't be watching this, but I'm like, but here I am. Here we are. We're not we just came from we just came from Bible camp people and this is what we're looking at. Nice. So yeah. But um I mean I'm sure I'm sure if his mother knew what we were looking at, she would definitely not have approved. She was a good lady, you know. Really nice lady, you know, she didn't she did well by her son, you know, she tried to raise him right, you know, but um, yeah, we were, we were bad kids and we definitely knew we should have been doing it, but we did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we were definitely, we knew we should have been doing it. We were, I guess we, you could say we, we were bad kids. With actions like that, Mosey, you know that you would end up on Shame Bench. All right. So <laughs> this is always my favorite part um what do you have for us today so this this week's shame bench uh i took the uh, movie theme and what we're going to be looking at is some examples of bad behavior in movie theaters outside of the normal sneaking in without paying or paying for you know a pg movie and then sneaking into the r-rated one um we're gonna look at a little some things that were a little more egregious shall we say but I tried to balance it out. I mean, like last time, I feel like I had one that just stuck out, and it was like, how could you not pick this? It's like, this guy took candy from a baby. This one blew water on a kitten. And this one, you know, was a Nazi SS guard. Like, obviously, you know what I mean? So I'm going to try These ones are balanced, and I want to see if it makes it more difficult for you to choose who goes on Shame Bench. 
Okay, so the first one, I also try to keep them kind of, you know, just on the level. This one's a little, might be a little political. We're not going to try to get in that aspect of it. Just the situation for me was very shocking. I would have freaked out too. I wouldn't have gone to the place they went to, but um, I'm different than them. Anyways, so this movie theater in West Philadelphia, born and raised, just kidding. Um, so these parents um, were attending a screening of Jurassic World. So this and, was recent. Yes. Um, I could get the date for you here. Uh, well, it was updated June 28th. But um, they're watching Jurassic World, and they're in the theater, and they kept hearing this sound, which was like, you know, ruining the, the movie for them. So they're, they had – it was a man and his wife, and – they had four sons and two, their four sons with them and two of their son's friends that they were kind of up front and the kids were in the back just because they couldn't all sit together. So the, the man and his wife left to go and talk to the manager to get a refund. And I don't know if there was an issue with them asking for the refund, but what the manager was like, we'll give you the refund, but you can't go back to the theater. And he's like, we need to get our kids. Our kids are in there. The manager refused to let them in. So, of course, they're going to go back in. Like, this guy's wife goes back in to get their kids so the kids can leave with them because they're their children. The youngest was a, a three-year-old, but they took them with us. So it was only three kids and their two friends. So when they went back in, the manager calls the police on them. And the police show up like it's a bunch of officers that show up and the, the aspect that's kind of political, like the, the, these people happen to be black and, you know, they were alleging that the issue was that the, um, that's why the police were called. Um, either way, this is a crazy situation. For a miniature shame bench, say, why are you bringing a three-year-old to Jurassic World? But I've seen, I've seen five more that at in the larger scheme of things. All right, what's the next one? <laughs> Okay, the next one. This is just the not the person that you want to have near you when you go. So this is in uh, Wisconsin, Rothschild, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are some kind of wizard. So uh, a th- another theater goer. It was a showing of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which I mean sucked. So just having the movie suck and then the people around you suck is just a, a tornado of suckiness. So one of the um, uh, theater goer complained about rude behavior um, and that this guy was apparently being disrupted. He was there with a woman and he was, quote, farting loudly and laughing about it. <laughs> farting loudly and laughing about it. So the man in front of him, uh, he asked them multiple times, how do you be quiet? How do you and ask then, that question? How do you broach that topic? It, I have done that before, I think. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had to ask that. Can you please stop farting? But I went to a movie once. This had to have been somewhat more recently because they had cell phones. And this girl kept checking her cell phone. And I just, I freaked out. Because I was further back. And, you know, you have the anonymity. And you just, like, shout something. And she just shouted something back. And that was the end of it. I don't remember I what I said. Just that this is a family it was probably so profane and brutal. <laughs> Anyway, so after asking him repeatedly, repeatedly, he tossed an empty popcorn tub at them, which I feel like is a poor choice. But then Fart Monster um, 
also That's threw popcorn and then punched <laughs> the guy three times in the face. And then, and then he punched so fart monster. Punched fart the other monster guy did. Three, the other guy three times in the face. Okay. Yes. So, um, punchy complainer left to report the attack to managers, <laughs> and then uh, fart monster ran out of the theater and drove off. So they they have a picture of them at the but counter. He looks like a real winner. He looks like he's almost got a mullet going on, but. What's his name? I, I don't think he's labeled as such in the news. Oh, yeah, because he left. They don't have his name. They don't know who it was. Probably he, floated off. He on, might on, still on, have. He might like... still be on the lamb. <laughs> All right. The third candidate. So this is in Greenville, North Carolina. Um, during a showing of the movie Black Panther, there was a crowded Greenville theater. Um. So it was, uh, people were trying to, like, it was a, dis- a disturbance over f- seating, because this always happens. Do you ever have people, like, you're sitting just in the middle in a great spot all by yourself? There's tons of spaces everywhere, and someone comes and sits right next to you? I've never, no, I've, you know what, I've never had that happen. I have had people sit in my seat in reserve seating though which is super annoying like it's yeah. reserved it's called reserve seating for a reason go yeah. get your damn seat it's just it's like insane or sit right in front of you it's like do you not see this huge theater people are insane anyway so apparently someone pulls out a gun <laughs> and fired a shot into the ceiling because they were very insistent upon having elbow room and a slot for their slushy and another <laughs> one for their popcorn, I'm guessing. Well, that's if, if you want elbow room, that's the way to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> the woman, the woman who shot. It was a woman. Yes. 30-year-old okay. woman. Um, she was charged with one count of discharging a firearm in an enclosure to incite fear and two counts of assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. But um, that's, that's no good um, because... Yeah, she's she could go to jail for a long time. That seems like a silly reason to go to jail. But uh, so those are our three candidates. We've got uh, the manager who would not allow parents to go back and get their children in the theater, and then called the police when they chose to do so. Uh, we've got uh, Fart Monster, who, I mean, to be fair, I would not have a problem with him farting and laughing about it. That's a reasonable thing. That but, sounds like uh, something you do. <laughs> Probably not in a movie theater, and then throwing the punches at the guy who did throw an empty popcorn thing at his head. But bad behavior. But Fart Monster is the guy we're, we're focusing on. And then um, this wonderful lady who <laughs> decided to pull out a pistol to show somebody who was boss because she really wanted to be up close to see uh, Wakanda forever. <laughs> okay. So, honestly, this, this was this was good. The first one wasn't even that bad. This, it's, it's, so this one is going to be neck and neck between punchy face, fart monster. So you don't think the manager not allowing the parents to go back and get their kids and then calling the police was was an issue? Yeah, but that lady had a gun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, that lady had a gun. I mean, and in the first instance, one, it wasn't really that. There was no real violence that took place. Okay. Okay. So, the second, in the second instance, okay, first of all, that man is nasty. All right, you get a 
farting in a movie theater, probably surrounded by a green cloud of just filth, <laughs> and attacking people on top of that, probably still smelled like farts when he was punching the guy in the face. <laughs> that that or that kind of automatically puts him in the in the the front running. But then you have the the Miss, you know, um, what's her name? The whatever her name was with the handgun. You know, I can tell you her name if you'd like. Probably Calamity. I intentionally Jane. withdrew it. We'll call her Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Yeah. Um. All right. So, if I had to choose, I would go with, I would go with Punchy Face Fart Monster because he's just a disgusting <laughs> man. So, Punchy Face Fart Monster, you are on Shane Bench. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good choice. You had some good candidates. I uh, I respect your decision. Man, listen, you did a real good job with that one this week. Oh, thank you. It's a, it's always a pleasure. I'm just my favorite part is your reactions to the stories I pick. So I'm glad, and I no, hope well, the, I hope our audience them. enjoys them as well. They were they were really they were really ripe, you know, and they were really you know rich. Just to be the the, the riches, you know, they were ready to be mined of all of these. Yeah, now that sports betting is, is legal, I'm hoping that um, what will become a big thing is people betting on the outcome of Shame Bench. People will be like, all right, what's what's Mosey going to pick? We don't know. The thing is, it can go either way. Like like um, week before last, you thought I was going to choose the guy that killed a bunch of people because aliens told him to. So, you know, and but I went completely in the opposite direction. I think that lady who left her kid in the car. There will be a whole, like, e- economy just based on betting on what your choice will be for Shane Bench. And I, I'm glad that I can be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know what? I think, I think, we, had, um, I think we had a good chat this week, and I think we're going to go ahead and, um, and wrap this up now. So, of course, um, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. It's always so much fun to... To, to chat about stuff with um with 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 my man Ace over here. Mosey, and, are uh, we gonna are we gonna skip the goodbye song this week? We're not gonna sing the good the goodbye song. We have a goodbye song. Oh oh, you know what? that's just something I do that's under my you? breath as we're we're signing. You know what? Never mind. Continue. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys. Thank you so much for um tuning into the Breadfruit Juice podcast. Mosey, what t- are what are we doing next next week? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're just gonna um, we're just gonna maybe let's just pick something out of a hat. A random topic. Yeah, let's we'll pick a random topic. I mean, it's it's always fun picking the topic because we never know where it can go. Ooh, I've got an idea for one. It just sprang into my head. Tell me. Um, let's talk about uh, superheroes and like the current uh, superhero movie craze. All right, I like it. Good. I'm also very interested to see. Where are you gonna um? Where are you gonna take, or how are you gonna build Shane Bench? Shane Bench it. Oh, <laughs> we'll we'll come up with something good. Yeah. All right. So, well, guys, this has been uh, the Breadfruit Juice Podcast with Mosi and Ace. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll uh, see you next week. And that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening in and remember you can tweet us at Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace if you want to keep in touch. Feel free to send us ideas for future shows and things you might want us to discuss. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out at soundcloud.com slash breadfruit hyphen juice and anchor.fm slash breadfruit juice. 
Until next time.